You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Wednesday, March 9th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The Great Resignation saw many people choose to leave their toxic jobs for better ones or leave for jobs that offered a better work-life balance. But not everyone left, and some just opted to take it a little easier and work less. Employers are struggling to retain workers and are just having to deal with it. The hustle culture is over, and the challenge for employers is to figure out how to navigate the changing workplace attitudes. The new hybrid work life might just be one that accommodates both types of employees. Aki Ito, senior correspondent at Business Insider, joins us for the new Coasting Culture at Work. Thanks for joining us, Aki. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Well, let's talk about something I think a lot of people suspected was happening going throughout, you know, what we've been seeing throughout the pandemic and and with regards to the workplace and work culture going on right now. We've went through the great resignation, the great reshuffling, a lot of people really reevaluating their work-life balance and trying to do something that's a little bit more appropriate for them. What it really shook out as a lot of people really valued what was going on in their lives more so than the workplace. They viewed the work as, hey, this is just a paycheck for me. And it's caused ripples throughout the entirety, like I said, of work culture right now. But Aki, you spoke to a lot of people who maybe didn't want to quit their jobs. They wanted to stay where they were, but they really decided, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to start coasting a little bit more. So Aki, tell us a little bit about the conversations you were having. Sure. So what I found so interesting about this story is that I think a lot of us know that tons of Americans have reevaluated their relationship to work over these last two years. They want to make work less central in their lives. But I think the really interesting thing is that the pandemic has also created this economy over the last year where workers are actually able to live out their new resolve to make work less central because companies have become so desperate to keep everybody on payroll that they're willing to let workers get away with a lot less work than they used to. So it's it's really the perfect time for workers to coast if they want to. Whether you call it coasting or not, I think it depends on the person. Some people are working exactly the number of hours that they're supposed to 40 hours a week. You probably wouldn't call this coasting, but 40 hours is still significantly less than they've ever worked in their lives. Other people are really, really pushing it, working maybe 10 to 15 hours a <laughs> right. week, which is remarkable. And so I love this story because, uh, well, first of all, it's chock full of great HR words that you know maybe a lot of people don't hear. Uh, so disengagement, right? People uh, no longer putting all that effort in there. Quitting in place is also a term that uh, HR people use for this. You're just not putting as much in, but you're not leaving. And you're right. You know, for the employers, it's a hassle to hire, go through the process of hiring somebody new and training them. That could take months, really. For the person themselves, if the mindset is you're going to start coasting a little bit, I mean, it's just as work or more to start all over again. So that's kind of the balance uh, that people have to play. Right. I mean, companies hate this. They Companies, every HR department hates the great resignation right now. 
ideally, they, they want workers to work really hard. They don't want workers to leave. But if it's the choice between losing an employee altogether, getting 0% contribution for months and months on end, they'd rather have somebody contributing at, let's say, you know, 50% or 80% than getting nothing at all just because it's so hard and so expensive to hire right now. It's kind of the lesser of two evils, if you will. Now, explain to me how this looks in practice, because you spoke to a few people, uh, like the way you put it, uh, you know, all the people that you spoke to wanted <laughs> their names changed also. Nobody wants to get called out for being this person at work, uh, but you described it as a, a delicate experiment. So, uh, you know, carefully pushing on the edges to see what you can get away with. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of overachievers, traditional overachievers would really identify with this. But if you're used to working, you know, maybe 70 hour weeks, your entire career, then it's hard to suddenly, you know, scale that back, maybe working 40 hours or 35 hours a week, all of a sudden, you're used to, you know, being a superstar, and it's uncomfortable really pushing the limits there. For one uh, employee I, I talked to, I called him Justin in my story. He did it bit by bit, you know, shaving off half an hour here, shaving off half an hour there, running errands in the middle of the day, seeing uh, how much he can get away with until he scaled it back to 40. And he wants to scale it back even more in the months ahead. For other professionals, they just did it right away. As soon as they decided that this wasn't the way they wanted to live, that they wanted to work less and make more time for the rest of their lives, they just really, you know, cut it all the way back, uh, working maybe 30, 35 hours a week, believing that they could get away with it. And they are yeah. getting away with it so far. Yeah. And in an extreme example, you spoke to somebody in the story, his name was Anthony. So he worked remotely. His manager had little technical understanding of what he did. So it was that perfect storm there. And uh, he was working like 15 hours a week, billing them for 40. He picked up like a second job kind of doing the same ploy. And I think now he's taking a few months off, you know, vacation time because he was able to rack up that money. So great for him. Right. But I mean, what does that say to other people that might be in some of these positions, other people that are looking for jobs and they're saying, man, these people are just coasting, you know, you know, talk a lot about some of these terms in here, you know, the hustle culture versus the coaster culture. You know, the, the story of Anthony really, I think, elicited the strongest reactions out of the readers of the story. A lot of people were like, Anthony, my man, he's my hero. Um, <laughs> you know, he should be exploiting his employer after he was exploited by his other employers in the past. You know, he used to put in crazy hours. And so this is kind of like payback time. But other people were really mad and they were like, you know, I work really hard and it's unfair that people are doing deceptive things like this to try to get away with less work. That means I have to put in more, but I'm not getting paid more to do that extra work. So, I, you know, I don't know which which way you might lean in this dilemma. It's interesting. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a very radical approach to work that um, I, I think a lot of people wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, if you can get away with it, that's great. But if I was his coworker, I'd be hating this. Right. So, you know, it is that kind of catch 22. You don't know what how you'd feel unless you're in that position. You know, the reason why I love this story so much right now is because we've been doing a lot of talk, a lot of conversations about what these changes in attitude towards the workplace really mean because of the pandemic, right? The pandemic halted everything. It changed everybody's mindset. And now that we're trying to get back to the normal, right? Um, it's this big challenge for employers. You know, do they accept this new professional mindset? 
people are willing to get up and leave at the drop of a hat. And then it leaves them with a huge hole of people that they need filling, you know, and then it's tough for them to resume normal operations. There's so many cascading effects that happen, but this is that challenge that employers need to figure out now. I think a lot of employers see the situation that they're in right now, and they think it's totally temporary. They think it's just late stage pandemic burnout, or they think it's because of the really hot economy and nothing else. But I think employers who are dismissing this as a completely temporary phenomenon are overlooking the really important reality that people have reevaluated their relationship to work and what to themselves feels a permanent way. And that means that even once the economy cools, even once the pandemic is over, they probably want to continue to work less than they did before. They no longer want to put 120% of themselves into their job day in and day out. And You know, I hope that means that corporate America will make room for employees like this who, you know, they want to do good work. They they want to put in an honest day's work, but they also don't want to sacrifice their evenings and their weekends the way that they used to. They want to have a life outside of work, too. And I, I hope companies make room for employees like this, because I think that's healthier for everybody. I have to agree on some of that part, you know, especially with our IT employees. And I'm totally guilty of that, right? If anything, one little problem goes wrong right away, you're down IT's throat. Hopefully, you know, help us fix this. I, you know, I've sent text messages, personal text messages to people and I feel bad after, but when you're in those emergency situations, you need help now. What else can you do? It's really tough. So I know that the burden falls on a lot of employees in kind of uneven ways. The other, one of the other interesting things that uh, you noted in the article is There's been a lot of polls done about these changing attitudes that we're talking about. And a lot of people really do feel that they like when their jobs are more transactional, when you can cut it off, you know, at the end of the day and don't have to worry about until the next day. 20% of people said they're happy not to form deep bonds with their colleagues, meaning where you'd be spending hours on end at, at the workplace forming those relationships. Some people are just happy not even doing that so that they can keep that personal life separate. And I think this is the kind of thing that would really surprise employers right now. This is the shift that's occurring in millions of Americans' minds. And that means that employers have to think about the way they design work in a way that's really different than before. They can't take hustle culture for granted anymore because that's not the philosophy with which I think a lot of Americans view their relationship to work anymore. Yeah, you mentioned in the article, too, that uh, this new kind of hybrid work life might be something that is that that balance of the hustle culture and the work culture, right? So there will be people that are going to be putting so much more effort into it. But you do make place for those that uh, just want to do their jobs. The only thing I am curious about is in the long term, right? What happens later? Because there's always this situation, and maybe that's part of the old attitude, right? There's always a situation where somebody will step up and do your job if you don't want to do it. And so how does this kind of evolve over time? You know, do these new attitudes take hold and that's the new norm and what happens in the future? It's not like I think anyone's arguing that these people who are working 30 hours a week should be paid the same as the people who are putting in, you know, 70 hours a week. The people who work harder and are producing more should get paid more. They should get bigger raises. They should get more promotions. 
But I still think that people who don't want to put in as much effort as they did before, they should still get the respect of their managers. They should still enjoy a place in corporate America. They should still have job security. So ideally, we'd come to a future where there's room for both people, people who want to work really hard and earn a lot and people who don't who want to make time for other aspects of their lives. Well, it's uh, all very, very interesting. There's a lot of examples that Aki has in her article, so take a chance to read it through it. Aki Ito, Senior Correspondent at Business Insider, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.